it's been, I don't know, close to, well, over a year now since we engaged uh, you, Beth Ridley, on helping Has us it navigate been that our journey. It, well, uh, it was January of last year oh where we my met God. in Wisconsin and had lunch together and um, had a, I, I had a all cards on the table. Please be patient and gracious with me as I, I, I begin my uh, DEI oh, yeah. journey. So one of the things which uh, you, you have massively helped us out with is part of our journey, we created a diversity, equity, and inclusion group, um, oh, yeah. which um, at Titus. And so internally, we have a group that meets every other week um, purely for it's almost like the lens is that everyone puts on, you know, when you go to a movie and you put 3D glasses on, like, get ready. This is going to be, if you don't put these glasses on, nothing's going to make sense and it's going to look really weird. And it's suddenly we, we, we enter these conversations and if you haven't got your diversity, equity, inclusion glasses on, you're like, what are we talking about? Why are we talking about this? Um, so some, literally this past week, um, I brought up um, a question to the group uh, so we're on our, our video uh, video call with 15 or 20 people and somebody arrived late and I could see their face like, what on earth are we talking about here? And the co- the conversation and context was um, we last year we created some policies around um, maternity and paternity leave. And it was done in a vacuum. And I didn't, I didn't even think about it. Done in a vacuum with not really bringing in parties that would be effective and say, hey, before we roll this out, what is your response to this? Mm-hmm. So we had a big blunder last year and I had to, I had to fix it all um, by yeah. the end of the year. Uh, and so this year, our annual company is coming, uh, annual company gathering. We're all coming together for three nights, three nights, three days. And, uh, and the question came up with our planning group, what about nursing mothers? Are they mm-hmm. are they allowed to come? Should they be allowed to come? Are we inclusive? Are we exclusive? Are we this? And I was like, oh goodness me, this is a tough one. Why don't we ask our diversity, equity, inclusion group? Yeah, I'll just throw it on the table and see what happens. You know, um, and so I show up to the meeting. I said, I said to the person who's leading this and pulling it all together on our team. I said, can I can I propose a question? They said, go for it. So I proposed the question and gave them the context and just let them all give their opinions. And it was fantastic dialogue. But someone showed a little bit, showed up a bit late when they were obviously not ready for the comment. What the earth are we talking about? Nursing? Nursing What's on our trip in California. Why are we discussing this? What? Why is sleeping babies and crying babies in the middle of the night if impacting our business? Yeah. But it was, it was, you've got to put it on the lens. Of, oh, this is what we're talking about and why we're talking about it. But yeah. That was so a big thank you to you. You've helped us slow down, mm. consider things from other people's perspectives, mm-hmm. and just ask mm-hmm. the question. So, mm-hmm. I want to say thank you to you publicly oh. Um, oh. because it's really, really helped us out with, with things like that. Whereas I would normally just plow on ahead, like it's yeah. a decision. There we go. Um, there was there were five people we decided that's a group, you know, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, five five men decided. Your American it. accent just there. <laughs> five people in a group. Were you doing an American accent? <laughs> but uh, but yeah, what are you what are you seeing around this? I mean, we talked about design thinking. Mm. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, so it is how well. First of all, it's it's awesome that you have this DNI committee, and that's exactly what it's for. The committee is probably diverse. You have people at all different levels and tenures in the organization, so you can 
look at a challenge or an opportunity with more of a diverse lens. Yeah. Um, so uh, the question is, and again, when everybody's rushing and busy, how do you get people to um, do that thoughtful thinking on the front end? And so I was trying to come up with a way that um, like processes that I could hand over to clients so that they could just sort of ingrain it in the way that they do strategy and planning. And so I thought back to my days in working in client, a client experience function for a company where we had, we were developing digital products like apps. Yeah. And so um, we worked with a lot of coders and engineers who introduced a design thinking methodology, which is, this is the way I explain it is a lot of times you'll have like 21 year old MIT coders uh, making an app for middle-aged moms like me. The coders love all the bells and whistles. Like they just wanna geek out on all the things that they could do. But then when I get the app, I'm like, ah, it's too complicated. So there had to be a way for when they're building their product that yep. they have empathy in mind, that they're channeling the end user and not what they want, but they're yep. building what I want. So that when they have their minimum viable product going out, it's a little bit more thoughtful. Yeah. So I basically stole elements of that design thinking process and yeah. I merged it with a diversity, equity, inclusion lens because design thinking is all about having extreme empathy for the user. And empathy is at the core of diversity and inclusion, right? So it's a process of questioning through every step of planning or strategic planning or decision-making so you're really being mindful of where are your assumptions? Are you doing your best job to channel the end user and what they would like and what makes them feel a sense of belonging and emotional connection? And then are you identifying people who you can ask to validate your assumptions? Um, so the process works really, really well. Um, and quite frankly, the process is scalable. So you can do it in like 10 minutes if you just have like a quick decision that you got to make mm -hmm. or you can do it over like a full day if you're doing like a robust like strategic planning um so i've done it with law firms that were trying to like figure out how do they approach their um diversity recruiting a little bit differently because again if you do the same thing without a different mindset you're gonna get not the return on the investment yeah right right I've done it for people that were planning big conferences. How do they get a, a better outcome from a DNI lens by thinking and questioning and having extreme empathy for who they're building and designing for going in? So it just kind of helps to make sure you're being mindful of that and not going in full steam ahead too far down the road with your own assumptions. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. As you're saying that, it reminds me of. Um, well, I don't know how uh, accurate the details of the story are, but uh, that when the motor car companies started designing airbags, mm. that uh, the big problem was they were injuring women and children because mm. they, they were designed by an all-male engineering group. That was, height yeah, and here's the typical height and here's, here's the stature of this and something you know, oh gosh, we can't have any kids sitting in the front seat because it kills them. So let's put that to the back and we won't have airbags in the back. Oh, okay. Wow, pregnant mothers, this is really bad. We can't have this. So the whole design thinking was just not in, in, the, in the mix at all. 
and yeah. it was just designed with the with the actual designer in mind, not the the typical user. Yeah, um, which is and it's an iterative process, right? Because you're never going to get it like 100%, but you can get you can it's to me it's all about mindset. Like you know, like um, you got to cultivate a DNI mindset first, kind of like how you're doing. You're getting in the habit of putting your DNI glasses on, so you have that yeah. lens. You're yeah. practicing that. That practice is going to be really super helpful because then when you are making decisions, that's sort of your default way of operating. Yeah. You you might have been 50% there before. Now you're 80%. Mm -hmm. we, we still have blind spots. So the key really is to who can you ask? And then the key is believe what you're telling, the, what the feedback that you get and be open and receptive to it. Um, and that's the hard part because it's like, well, I did all this. I thought I you know, got it right. And now you're telling me I got to go back and revise. So that getting that feedback and being open to and receiving that feedback is probably the hardest part of the whole process. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I think when you talk to us um, as our leadership team and spend time with us um, workshop style half a day when we originally got some time with you, you talked about the different dimensions of diversity. There was the primary, secondary, I think organizational, cultural, and it was one of those, the organizational and cultural behave, workplace behaviors from an organizational. And then there are the cultural norms and behaviors. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think from someone who's been a, have privileged to have a world, be a world traveler, I really appreciate all of the, the different cultural norms, communication styles, the fascination that goes with that. Yeah. But then when you're actually in a workplace where we got 30, 30 minutes to get some stuff knocked out, then yeah. <laughs> put some pressure on, yeah. time-bound pressures. We're not on vacation. We're not, we haven't got all time in the day here. Yeah. And it's kind of, okay, we've got agenda here. What's this? What's going on here? Who's got the plan? And suddenly now you've got this blend and a, um, a lot more of a, a, an opportunity to crush, dismiss, reject people, yeah. Um, yeah, just uh, undervalue the uniqueness yeah. of people in those moments. And I think that's what I discovered just recently in these conversations. What's my impact on you? How did you experience me? Mm. The experience that I'm actually creating here is not one that is uh, valuing of diverse thought, perspective, mm. whether it be organizational uh, culture, whether it be their um, cultural identity and upbringing, and yeah. so, oh, wow, okay, I really got to adapt and slow down. And when I'm in a hurry and there's a time-bound, time uh, time-sensitive deadlines, ugly shows up. Yeah, and that, I think that is, um, when you said slow down, I mean, that is so much part of the equation. Because a lot of this, for a lot of people, you know, we really do want to be inclusive leaders. Um, but it does take just a little bit of, like, pausing slowing down, being sort of like more situationally aware, yeah. present and with the people that you're in front of, which is hard to do because we have such a culture that that is so like um, forward driven and getting stuff done. So it is a little bit hard to do that. I would say it's a good um, investment on the front end and it doesn't take much investment to slow down. I think I shared with you one of my favorite tips because you're, you're right, you do want to balance like when to bring people together and focus on commonality and when to let their di differences shine through. Yeah. Now, 
Without some commonality, the truth is diversity can lead to discord. I mean, just because you have diverse diversity doesn't mean that you have inclusion. Um, yeah. Well, one of the things that you can do is make sure that you're focusing on commonalities in the right way. And those would be things like shared vision, shared goals. So start the meeting saying, all right, you know, um, this is why this meeting matters to the bigger picture. Um, this is what we want to get out of the meeting. Mm -hmm. And to keep us all working together, you know, we're only going to give X amount of time, you know, to talk or debate or whatever. So sort of like set the ground rules up front. Mm -hmm. So at least people are entering knowing, okay, I can do a little bit of self-monitoring. Even better, before going into the meeting, you know, um, you might ask people, this is how I need to structure the meeting. What do you need to mm. be your best? And it could be yeah. that I would like to get the pre-reads in advance or, you know, it takes me a while to digest. So would it be okay if I scheduled time, a one-on-one -on -one with you afterwards to give you some reflections? There could be little things yeah. that you could do to accommodate. Yeah, this uh, is just... It's funny, we, we do, there's a side of us that pride ourselves in um, some of the psychometric assessments and behavioral analytics and understand the different dynamics of people. But it's when, it's when the, pressure, the time pressure is on yeah. that we, we suddenly kind of, well, we haven't got time to slow down. We're in a crisis or yeah. there's, there's drama going on or we're under pressure. And it's almost the under pressure, the crisis um, is this... I have a free pass, get out of jail to be rude, mm -hmm. to dishonor you, to not actually give you space and room, mm -hmm. uh, to not appreciate and, and value you as an individual. Um, yeah. And I'm just, you know, if I if I elbow you in the hustle and bustle through the doorway, I'm not going to apologize because we all understand that we're busy, you know. Yes. And it's not, it's not okay. Well, I'm so the biggest culprit of this. <laughs> You know, so Jonathan, two things. So that's why it's important to practice these skills when you're not busy, right? So yeah. it's kind of like um, the more you can practice, the more it becomes ingrained. So even when you are busy, you know, your default is a little bit better. And yeah. then the other thing is, you know what? We're human. Oh, we're all, we're not going to get this right. I, to me, it's like choosing to live a healthy eating lifestyle. I'm going to binge on the donuts every once in a while, but that doesn't mean I throw everything out and say it's useless. You just pick up and you can do better tomorrow. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, we can't beat ourselves up. We're human. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's good. It's good. It's that, it's that the, the balance of being really gracious with ourselves and kind to ourselves when yeah. we screw up, but then also the intentionality of saying, I'm actually going to grow and get better. And, uh, and I, I think that's probably where I'm navigating personally. But. but I also think the opportunity afterwards too, right? So there is something to be said of after reflection, I know this is how I came off. And I mean, so that goes a long way as well, as opposed to not saying anything, uh, yeah. if you are aware. Um, so, mm -hmm. yeah, it's, yeah, that's that's really that's a big deal. I think we can live in such a way in the in the hustle and bustle of the busyness. Yeah, we misbehave and 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 are dishonoring and just unkind or rude or impatient with one another. But then we just carry on life and go. Well, we're all busy. There's no time to you know cry over spilt milk. But actually, those those things can still affect relationship. They can they can bring wounds if we don't actually spend time to actually go back and say. That didn't sit right with me. That conversation yeah. didn't go well. And I know there was something wrong with me. So how did I come across to you? Well, 
And, you know, it's all about the goodwill that you can accumulate. Sometimes you got to cash that in. Um, I mean, I think about like my relationship with my kids. It's not always, we're not always aligned around the same page. They drive me absolutely crazy. I know I drive them crazy, but in totality, <laughs> you know, you know, we love each other. Um, yes. and we're also forgiving. I think some of this work also is being understanding and forgiving because we yeah. all have, we all have our moments. Yeah, totally. Totally. The other has been really, really helpful when you, you know, this is a bit of a six month review of our journey. I know it's more than six months, but how are we doing six, six, seven, eight months down the road? Uh, one of the things that we put together is Titus's declaration um, of our journey of diversity and uh, equity and inclusion. So it was a declaration of here's who we are today and here's where we are going. And we put really pragmatic, even down to percentages and numbers of we want to be committed to this over the next three and 10 years. And I'll tell you this, we're on track, even though we've just exploded in our hiring. Um, and it was one of those things where like, oh my gosh, we're in a hurry, but we have to keep to our percentages, you know, um, and we need to hire lots and lots of people. And now we're uh, discrimination, discriminating and eliminating candidates, you know, because they don't hit our journey declaration. Anyway, it caused wonderful, wonderful uh, conversations about real issues and, uh, and it's helped us on our journey. So thank you for that. And uh, we, we are sticking to our commitments. Um, so, but I wanted to ask the question here, as listeners here, um, hearing us talk here today, a, why why should they reach out to Beth Ridley? What kind of issues would they be facing? Mm-hmm. And how do they get hold of you? Ah, okay. Well, two great questions. Um, they should reach out to me because I firmly believe leading with an inclusive mindset is the number one most important leadership competency going forward. I mean, it just is. If you care about your business, if you care about the people in your business, the only way to get the best out of your people to get make the best decisions that lead to the best business outcomes possible is to create that culture of belonging and to be that leader who can bridge across those differences and make that happen. It is a learned skill. It can be developed, but it's a leadership skill. First and foremost, a leadership competency. That is the approach that I take. Um, I've led diversity inclusion, but mostly I've been a leader. So I get that unless you're working in the diversity inclusion department, you're always thinking about other stuff. And so the goal is to just, again, make it a lifestyle, small little things that you can do in your day-to-day that make it more of a habit Mm -hmm. than not until you really develop those leadership muscles. But everyone can do it. Everyone can do it with commitment and intentionality. You're the perfect case for this. Um, So that's what I'm passionate about. I'm passionate not about building big programs or a, a department, I'm passionate about equipping everyone in the organization because people lead at all levels of yeah. leading with an inclusive mindset. Um, and that's how you ingrain it in the culture um, mm. and really create that virtuous cycle where you know it's easier to attract diverse talent and they're highly engaged and then you have better decision-making and better outcomes. Great. So. If you want to learn more about that, then you can go to my website at thebrimfullife.com. Um, and I have all, you know, all the information of the, the services and the consulting um, products and coaching 
I do leadership coaching around um, inclusive leadership. And quite frankly, I've just created an online course, a workbook and some products that go with that to um, help everybody in the organization contribute to a culture of belonging for smaller organizations that can't hire a consultant. Um, you, don't, you don't have to hire a consultant. This stuff is, we make it sometimes harder than it needs to be. And there are definitely ways that you can get started even if you're a small organization with some self-service type things. I was looking for my little flip book that you sent me in the mail and it was, <laughs> where is it? Now I feel like I'm a complete imposter, like I'm making stuff up. It's really a part of my life. I got one. It's over here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Woo! Yes. Nice. This yeah. Here. 50 yeah, yeah, yeah. diversity and inclusion questions. Clearly, I keep it right on my desk all day, every day. <laughs> but um, because you know what? That so those are just thought-provoking questions to spark dialogue across differences and to flex that muscle of being able to practice inclusive communication skills to bridge across differences. Um, re so re read some of the questions. Oh, um, when was the last time you tried something new? What is a common misconception that people have about you? What type of person angers you the most? What's a belief that you hold with which many people disagree? Uh, I mean, it's some good questions in here that you can ask yourself and you can ask other people as well. Yeah. It's like it's sometimes you can ask yourself the questions to make sure you're okay with your own answers. <laughs> that, that's it. It challenges you mm -hmm. to recognize your own orientations towards differences and commonalities, differences that may make you uncomfortable, which mm -hmm. could indicate some type of implicit bias, um, yeah. but also in, engaging in, in the dialogue. The real learning in this space comes from interacting with other people. I like to say the only way to replace biases and stereotypes with more empathy and understanding is to increase your data points around the human experience. And that's by interacting with more humans. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great, great point there. So I want to say massive thank you to Beth Ridley. What she has done for our company, she's done for me personally, for our leadership team, and for our company as a whole on our journey. We are not giving up. We are committed to the the long and um, in challenging but inspiring and thrilling uh, journey of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Uh, we are not where we want to be. We say today is the least diverse we will ever be, which is a bold statement, but it makes a, that declaration and commitment to keep growing. So thank you to Beth. Please do reach out to her at thebrimfullife.com or go find her on LinkedIn. Is another great place. Beth Ridley on LinkedIn. You'll find her there, a rich, rich resource. Um, or do check us out, check her out on our, our Spotify channel at Titus Talent, our LinkedIn YouTube channel with all of our talent talks. It's good to have you with us today. Thanks a lot for joining.